0: Join us as we discuss the hostility towards parents of autistic children from the online autism community and how we can continue to embrace autism without losing ourselves in the process. Welcome to Embracing Autism, a podcast for parents of autistic children seeking advice and support while spreading awareness and acceptance of autism spectrum disorder. I'm Leah and I'm Matt and each week we will discuss our journey with autism and talk about how to embrace your child's individuality while providing guidance tips resources and sharing our personal stories this is
1: embracing Embracing Autism. autism
0: welcome back everyone here we go with another episode and another fun topic
1: So get your dancing shoes on and ready to go. (laughs) That's
0: not the type of fun. It's sarcastic fun. It's (laughs) Um, probably not um, that fun.
1: (laughs) I guess we'll find out. (laughs)
0: Because today we're talking about online hostility towards parents of autistic children. And if you're on the internet, I mean, who's not on the internet, there's pretty much no way you haven't run into this at this point.
1: Yeah, I would say that's definitely a vicious uh, cycle. You have one opinion, and if, heaven forbid, you find someone who has another opinion, you're going to be attacked, regardless of whatever it is.
0: And when I say the autism community, I'm using air quotes, but you can't see them. I saw them. <laughs> so, I <definitely, laughs> so whenever I refer to the autism community, I'm not talking about the actual autism community, which means people who are actually associated to autism and are autistic and all that. I'm talking about that monolithic exclusivity, AA, actually autistic online community that makes it kind of like an exclusive club of who's allowed to be in that online group. Because if you're an autistic adult and you don't agree with their viewpoints, you are suddenly not included or you don't count or you're not quote unquote autistic. You're then suddenly ableist. So, When it comes to this topic, it's a touchy subject because there's a lot of like war, like online digital warfare that goes along with the online autism community.
1: Well, it's funny that you mentioned war because I I was thinking of like Star Wars, like only a Sith Lord deals in absolutes. Like, (laughs) I mean, like the concept of like... You're
0: such a nerd. But but
1: you mentioned that. I was like, oh, that is funny, but totally off topic.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's not really because we're looking at the hostility here. And one of the things that we'll notice is there are groups of the online autistic community that's part of that AA actually autistic group that will literally give death threats to parents for putting their children in ABA therapy, for example. Or if the parent just simply uses person first language. So, oh, I have a child with autism, as opposed to saying my child is autistic. They will then be attacked for that as well. And this can lead to things like doxing. They'll go after your employer. They'll look you up on LinkedIn or wherever and call your employer and try to get you fired and say that you're abusing your child. They'll call CPS on you, Child Protective Services. There's been a lot of like horror stories about this vicious part of the online community.
1: Yeah, I mean it's scary that people have that strong of opinion, even if this in no way impacts you one way or the other. My decision to put my kids in a therapy should in no way impact anyone. I mean, it is for the well-being of my children. And I mean, they are showing progress in whatever specific therapy we're putting them in. So I mean, it really doesn't involve anyone else except the the parent and the child.
0: The thing that kind of really bothers me about that is I don't believe that just because you have a similar diagnosis or life experience to somebody's child, that that gives you all the rights towards like parenting that child they're not your child. You don't even know them. You don't even know their name or anything about them. For me, for example, growing up with ADHD and attentive type, executive dysfunction, and like all these other things, the thought never crossed my mind to go around hunting for parents who have kids who also have ADHD and then go around telling them how they should raise their child and then calling them abusive if they didn't.
1: Well, it's almost like a pure destructive mentality because i mean okay you have one common element that is you're linked in some way to autism but regardless of anything else culture identity i mean there's probably a thousand other ways to distinguish between different people of what makes you you and these this is one commonality that they are latching onto and therefore trying to attack you for
0: but even so wouldn't you find it creepy Just in general, if any adult was trying to say that they have something like in common with your child and they're trying to take over your parenting over your child because they have that thing that's so similar to your child, isn't that like a little bit weird? Take autism out of it. Imagine if they're like, my kid is really into art. Well, I'm really into art. Therefore, you need to raise your kid exactly how I say or they're not going to be the best artist that they can be. And then they like harass you for not putting them in all the art clubs or putting them in the wrong art club. Like it's weird it's a little weird i
1: like that you picked art because the image that i had mine was like legos like like a <laughs> dog going to a child like i like legos too and then kind of i mean same yeah <laughs> situation like that you put out there but it's interesting yeah
0: that's not to say that we shouldn't listen to autistic adults so Let me kind of hit rewind here. I actually do believe that when it comes to any sort of medical diagnosis or any life experience in general, if you're going through a breakup, it's wise to talk to somebody who's gone through a breakup if you've never done it before to get some advice. If you are going through a chronic heart condition and there's a support group with other people who've gone through it and have been there, it's wise to go to them for advice and kind of ask for their insight. But at no point in time are you supposed to be essentially metaphorically criminalized over not agreeing with the route that that person took.
1: And it's also a little bit different because giving advice is one thing, but basically saying like, you will basically do as I say, otherwise I will try and destroy you and your life and your family's livelihood is a complete other. If someone was giving me advice of a bad breakup, I could take the advice and I could be like, oh, okay, thank you for that advice. I might take a piece here, a piece here, or I may ignore it altogether. But that is at my own, I guess, prerogative.
0: There are certain situations where it's wise to get that advice. If you're just finding out about autism and you don't know anything about it, it does make sense to try to talk to autistic adults or autistic, even teenagers. They're capable of telling you their life experiences and getting to know how it is for them. How do you perceive sensory input? How do you struggle with education? Like what makes it easier for you? What sorts of accommodations worked for you? And I've had people ask me those questions, like what accommodations worked for you that helped you get through college and school and all that stuff? And I don't see any problem with that. The problem is when people assume that not only do you have to ask those questions, but you are required to then take their advice. That's the part where you're crossing the line because A, you're not required to take anybody's advice. Advice is just advice, it's there to help guide you, but it's not a requirement. And B, you should definitely not be punished for not taking that advice. That's where things kind of like cross the line. Like, I don't think any parent should be punished or harassed or bullied or called anything like any of those bad names or anything simply for not wanting to take that person's advice and do what they say.
1: Within reason, if you are reaching out in these communities and you are asking these questions, if anyone answers with hostility, that should be your red flag that this is not a person that I should potentially be taking advice from. Something is off here. And then try, I mean, you can try and figure out like, okay, did I offend this person? That, I mean, that might be one reason why they might be hostile. But if there's no reason that they elevate the conversation to being hostile towards you just for asking a question, then I would seek answers elsewhere.
0: One of the questions that we wanted to talk about is why is the online autistic community so hostile towards parents? I honestly think that this is just something that's trending in our culture today. It seems like in the last... 10 years or so. People in general, in all facets of life, not just in the world of autism, but just generally speaking, people seem to have less patience for each other and are less willing to accommodate differences. So right now, what we're seeing in the autism community is a reflection of what we're seeing generally across our culture, where people are having very little tolerance for people who think differently than them or may experience life differently. It seems like everybody is starting to kind of fragment. fragment and people are really getting egocentric in the sense that they really think that my reality is the only reality and if you don't view my reality the way I do then they perceive that as a direct threat and they see you as like a danger not only to them but like to your child
1: some people see their opinion as truth. Therefore, they are heavily rooted in that argument rather than the concept of uh, opinions are like noses. Everyone has one, as opposed to just a individual perspective. They're locking onto my way is the best way regardless and kind of going from there. I feel like that's a little bit more dangerous because if you're providing an alternate opinion to someone, you're basically attacking their identity, their truth, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure if that's the case. This is just speculation.
0: I mean, I think from what I've seen, online, that's definitely the case, because the AA group, the actually autistic group, is constantly talking about how autism is an identity. Like, they flat out say that, and there's lots of memes about it, how autism is not a disability, it's an identity. And I think that's really, really dangerous, because for anybody who experiences the negative consequences to autism, it's very clearly a disability. It's not an identity. By saying it's an identity, you're watering down all the negative experiences that those people face, and you're basically diluting the disability aspect of it. You're kind of glorifying it instead. That's why that's dangerous. What we're also seeing is that the autistic community, the online autistic community, so not the real one, just the online one, which, by the way, they are very different. I have learned that (laughs) the real autism community is not as Extreme, I guess, as you would. Yeah. Like um, the real autism community out in the real world in your local community is not nearly as aggressive as what the online autistic community is. But I'm wondering
1: if that in part has to do with kind of the internet identity that you can kind of hide behind a computer screen versus if you say something in the real world, someone can (laughs) be right in your face about it. So, I mean, I feel like there's no accountability necessarily.
0: Right. I actually do agree with the online autistic community in the sense that I do think that parents should seek out the input and advice and wisdom from autistics who have experienced life growing up autistic and get their input and guidance. However, that is something that should be optional, not mandatory, and you definitely shouldn't attack people for opting out. That's your prerogative as a parent. It's your child. Ultimately, you have a right on how to raise your child and literally nobody can tell you otherwise. Unless you are literally legally abusing your child, it's not abuse to put your child in a therapy that you think would assist them in self-injurious behaviors. It's your job as the parent to go with your parent gut and not feel bullied or intimidated by society. So if you find yourself going into a conversation online where you're really confident about how you're. Feeling about, let's say, putting your kid in ABA therapy or something like that. And things are going good for you guys. I'm personally a fence sitter, as you would know. Like, if you've listened to our episodes, I'm not even a big fan of ABA but I respect your right as a parent to think that or decide that ABA is what's working for you and your family. I would never tell you guys on here, no, you absolutely can't do ABA. If you do, you're an abuser and I'm going to call CPS on you. That's just insane. So go, go with your parent gut and yes, listen to autistic voices, but that doesn't mean that you have to basically give up your beliefs and your identity to that community.
1: Yeah, I think it's well said. I mean, never obviously follow blindly to someone you've never met who's telling you how to raise a child they've never met. And I mean, what you're supposed to hope for the best outcome when you can actually see If there's any progress, if your son or daughter is improving with the therapies, I mean, you obviously know them best. Do what is best for you and your family.
0: Right. And if you begin to doubt your parenting because of this aggressive online feedback that you're getting from the autistic community online, do a double check of what it is that you are doing for your child in terms of therapies or whatever accommodations you're doing. If you reflect on those accommodations and you just think about it and think, okay, do I feel that I'm seeing that my child is happier, more comfortable? Is my child being accommodated in a way that they're getting a higher quality of life? Are these positive outcomes happening from the perspective of my child? And if that's the case, then I would say just keep doing what you're doing, even if the autism community doesn't agree with it. But don't just blindly follow either anything that you do. Like If people say, oh, just do ABA and you throw your kid in ABA and just assume that there's going to be a good outcome, there isn't necessarily. It's honestly no different than normal parenting, like non-special needs parenting. You have to be an active participant of your child's life. So you have to be proactive about being involved in their therapy, seeing what's going on, being on top of it. It might be fine. They might be thriving, but you could also have a bad therapist and not know it. So I, I don't think it has anything really to do so much as like the therapy itself, so much as it does with who your child is with and how they're getting therapy, how they're getting their resources how involved you are, rather than lumping all therapy into one negative box. I just don't think that's the case. And I
1: think if you keep searching for answers, so I mean, if you join an online group and you ask a question just purely for information and people are just jumping on you, attacking you for no reason, I would seek out a different group. Sooner or later, you're going to find someone who will actually kind of hold your hand and kind of walk you through, oh, okay, this is what helped for my family and I. It had X results. I mean, I see it all the time in the dad's group. Not necessarily the the attacking, but as far as the advice, oh, my child is having trouble eating different types of food. Do you have any recommendations? And I'll jump in and kind of be like, oh, I tried X, Y, and Z and we were mildly successful. Feel free to try it. Or if it's not successful with your family, please let me know. And I'll try and think of another way that you can try and make progress with feeding therapy. So I think if you keep working and searching for answers, eventually you'll find someone who will actually step up to the plate and kind of help you out.
0: Again, just to emphasize, you are the parent here. If you are pro ABA, or you are anti ABA, or you are pro. Person first language or pro, whatever else it may be, just make sure you're being true to your authentic self and your authentic beliefs that you are actually doing what you and your gut and in your heart feel is right, and that you're not being persuaded or guilt tripped into doing something that you don't actually believe in. Because at the end of the day, that's just going to backfire and you won't ever feel truly comfortable with that. So go with your mom or dad instinct, do what your gut tells you to do. And if you agree with what they're telling you, if you are the one who sides with, well, ABA is abusive and I would never do that with my child, then so be it. Then you've made your decision. You're fine. But- If you feel like you're being coerced into changing your language, changing how you speak about your child publicly, changing how you treat your child with therapies or your day to day interactions, if you feel like you're changing yourself and your child and your family dynamics because of something that a bunch of people on the internet say, don't take to heart so much of what they're saying because they, at the end of the day, don't know you. They don't know your circumstances, they don't know your child. I personally have engaged in some of these conversations because I do try to build bridges. I do try to make these connections and see, okay, I want to understand their perspective. I want to get both sides of the picture. And then at the end of the day, I sit down and I make a decision. Like I've heard both sides. Now this is the answer I'm comfortable with. And then if that aligns with them, so be it. If it doesn't align with them, then so be it. I am just going off of my core beliefs, what I feel sits right with me, and I'm not going to let other people influence that.
1: And if you try something, regardless of whatever it is, and it doesn't work, then okay, you tried it, move on to the next thing. I mean, I can't even think of all the different things we tried and then we looked at each other and we're like, well, that sure didn't work. Let's try, try something else. I mean, it's all kind of a learning process. I mean, you can take some of the um, recommendations, try it. If it doesn't work, move on, try the next. It's a huge learning environment of how to best raise a child.
0: We're all human, we all make mistakes and that includes the actually autistic online community. Everybody makes mistakes, nobody's perfect. And so I don't expect you or us to do any of this part of raising an autistic child perfectly. Heck, nobody raises a non-autistic or neurotypical child perfectly. It's it's not gonna happen. So these are just unrealistic standards and I just don't want parents to go around beating themselves up. I don't want you to beat yourself up because there's online bullies telling you that you're a horrible parent day in and day out every time you sign into Facebook or any other social media. So if you find that that is the case and that's what's happening, take a break from social media or just block them or just leave those groups. That's what we have definitely done in certain situations.
1: Yeah. And I would definitely say, I think all the groups that I'm in now, they're heavily focused on question and answer, trying to find support for the dad's community. So it's kind of like, okay, we're dads trying to figure out autism together. There are some veterans. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a veteran since our kids are very young. But there's <laughs> years and years that I haven't even covered. So I mean, I can only imagine what's to come. But I mean, I ask questions if I've encountered anything. And then I see some of the newcomers come along and we try to help each other out as best we can. I mean, we don't fault anyone for making mistakes. And I mean, we just try and encourage each other to keep going and finding better ways to do things, better answers. And I mean, we just kind of have the goal of do good and make sure that you are doing the best you possibly can as a dad.
0: And of course, as part of any parenting journey, there's always self-doubt. We always worry about, did I raise my kid right? Did I do the right thing? Did I bring them to the right therapy? We're always going to be questioning if we could have done more, if we could have been better parent. Could we have handled something better? Meltdowns. I'm sure (laughs) if you're like us, you could have probably handled a meltdown better at some point in time because it's so frequent that there's a chance that you probably handled one wrong.
1: Or having foresight to know. X, Y, and Z was going to cause one before you even walked down that, <laughs> that right. lane. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right. Like, we're imperfect humans raising imperfect humans. It's never going to be pretty. It's always going to be messy. And for anybody to tell you that it's wrong for it to be messy or your horrible parent for it being messy, it's just wrong. They're wrong. I'm sorry. That's just inaccurate. My one takeaway for you guys would be, if you do feel like talking to the online autistic community is making you doubt your parenting is making... Making you change internally from something that you feel like is your core and your instinct and your gut feeling, then I would say turn away from that and listen, but don't necessarily embrace everything that you hear. If you, on the other hand, are hearing these things and they resonate with you, if you feel like, you know what, that makes sense, I can see that perspective and I agree with it, then go for it. Whatever it is that's in your gut, like go with what you feel is right for you and your family and your child. The only thing I caution against is going against your own instincts. Like, Don't feel forced or pressured to do something that you just know doesn't feel right. You are the parent. This is your child. And this whole process of raising an autistic child is between you and your child and the parent of that child or whoever else is a caregiver with you. This is your family, your unit. Everyone else can look, they can give advice, but they can't do anything. Those choices and decisions are yours and yours alone as the parent.
1: It never hurts to try and find almost like a mentor or someone that you trust and say, hey, this is what I read. I'm not really sure how I feel about this. Like, What are your thoughts? Just trying to find someone who is in either your community and your family just to kind of weigh options and just kind of bounce ideas off of because they can kind of keep you also in your bubble and like your
0: grounded. Right. Yeah. So you're not
1: like going way off course. They can kind of pull you back and be like, well, that doesn't sound right. Let's do a little bit more research and find out like what's really happening here. Or oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Like let's try that and maybe we'll have some luck. So I mean, I would definitely see if you can find someone so it's not just you in the online communities going one way than the other way. Try and just stay kind of in the middle and then kind of find your answers as you go.
0: And remember there's always two sides to every story. So if you hear something that seems like pretty wild or pretty extreme, There's probably another side to that story that you're not hearing. So look out for those and try to find the other side. There are autistic adults who don't agree with that online autistic community viewpoint. Some of these are Eileen Lamb from the Autism Cafe. We just did an interview with Thomas McKean, who was one of the original founders of the Puzzle Piece Ribbon and Puzzle Piece Symbol. Reach out to those autistic adults as well and get a balanced view on these topics before making your final decision.
1: Yeah, and then I think from there, I mean, you should be all set. Keep focused on your family and your child and just keep going.
0: You got this mama or papa, whoever's (laughs) listening.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) And we got your back.
1: See you next time.
0: Have a good one. Bye. Bye. To recap, we noted how the online autism community is not necessarily representative of all autistic voices and that while it's important to listen to autistic voices, it's also important to get a balanced view by listening to both sides of each argument. We also discussed that while listening to autistic voices is encouraged, it is not a requirement, and you ultimately have the sole right on how to raise your child, and you should feel confident in doing so. Lastly, it's natural for any parent to feel self-doubt, so if you're questioning your parenting, that just means you're a good parent. Tune in next time as we reflect on those moments when others won't accept your child's autism diagnosis. We answer questions such as, How can I respond when someone questions my child's diagnosis? Are there ways to avoid these moments from happening? How do I keep my cool if someone denies my child's autism and simply regards them as a bad child? This is Embracing Autism.